Welcome <laughs> to the people I know, a philosophical podcast with and about the diverse people I've met over the years as an African-American female philosopher, dancer, and daughter. Today's special guest is my mom. <laughs> and if you're watching, here she is. <laughs> Uh, so how we usually begin these are with introductions, um, any titles that you have, any how you would like the world to know you, um, <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, usually it's how we met, but we met um, in Germany at about 7.07 one morning, one Thursday morning in September. I thought it was a Wednesday. That started on Wednesday. Okay. We okay. met on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It started on Wednesday. Yeah. So, that's how we met. Boom! Hello. <laughs> As a woman of a certain age who has held many titles, most importantly, mother, my current title, I decided, is budding microfarmer slash entrepreneur. The entrepreneur part <laughs> can just go on about that. That's fine. Um, would be a budding business um, off the grid, Airbnb. I'm sure there's a better title for that, but out here in the Mojave Desert of Arizona. Yeah, so it will encompass my love of entertaining and making sure people have a good time wherever they are along with um, them exploring the Mojave Desert and a lifestyle that they probably have never considered. I never considered it. Um, but yeah, and microfarmer is simply me trying to grow things out here in the desert, which is totally doable under the right circumstances. So the two will converge where I will serve my guests what I grow. You also have a podcast, uh, your own podcast, that gives some of the background information, answers many of the questions that people have about this endeavor. Yes. Uh, it is Jack Quail Bunny on Podbean. Um, should I describe why it's Jack Quail Bunny? Sure. Because people ask why that name. Um, Jack Quail Bunny, if you've ever been to the Mojave Desert or if you ever come to the Mojave Desert, you will see, if you're lucky, jackrabbits, bunny rabbits, and you will absolutely see quails. So, because those are the three things that I see that are very diverse in their needs and wants, <laughs> and they're here every day. Um, that's the name of my podcast, Jack Quail Bunny. And yes, it encompasses about nine months of our journey to get to this point. Um, it will be updated soon, knock on wood, at our one year anniversary of being out here and all of the adventures that have ensued. There have been adventures. <laughs> yes, Jackwell Bunny, wherever you listen. No, Jackwell Bunny on podbean.com. Jackwell Bunny on podbean. Um, so since this is the season, of the black folks I know. Um, you, of course, are one of the first black folks I know. Um, and so the major question is why and when does being black matter for you? 
being black matters for me 24 7 365 because basically I don't know any other way to be it is who I am it is even with every fiber of my being it is what I grew up to know love and appreciate um, and I'm sure that this is probably it may sound very trite but it's true I don't know how to be a white man wouldn't want to be no offense um, I don't know how to be an Asian woman. No offense. I only know how to be a black woman and I embrace it and I love it. It is important because, not even because of where we are right now in this world, but I'm a baby of the 60s. So, you know, black power, Afros, you know, the whole thing, Soul Train, the whole whatever was about blackness I embraced and I have brought it forward with me. When or why does being black matter less or is it less relevant? For me personally, and this is going to sound odd as I thought about this question, being black matters less to me personally when I walk into a room and I'm the only one who looks the way I do. And it matters less because I don't personally feel any different. I mean, I, I could be different because I have on red shoes and it's no more important than the fact that I'm black if we are all equally qualified. And so I was raised to believe that you are just as good as anybody else. Your blackness is a non-event for the most part. However, unfortunately, people will see my blackness first. So it's not to other people um, less important. But for me, it is less important when I don't see anybody else who looks like me. It's <laughs> interesting. The uh, A response to that has been kind of the opposite of like, if I am in a room of other black people, then it matters less, then I can focus on it less. But if I walk in a room and I'm the only like brown skin person, then it's, it somehow ends up being more relevant. But for me, and I was not mm -hmm. raised that way for it to, it, it, I was just raised to everybody's is on the same footing until somebody steps off. Mm -hmm. And sometimes being black, gives a stepping off point sooner depending on the situation sometimes being black gives a stepping off point much 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 later depending on the situation hmm. um i.e people might naturally assume well if it's a sporting event then you know being black is no 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 it just depends on your experience i mean i couldn't outrun the average person Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Because people assume mm. that being black gives you a, an edge athletically. Mm. Doesn't for me. Mm. But being black does not give me an... Being smart gives me an edge over a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say the stepping off point for me may be much later um, in a situation where maybe I'm the only person of color. Mm. What I think, again, by being black is much less relevant is that, and this may not come out the way it is in my brain, 
is that in being black or being a minority in a majority society, we sort of take on everybody's stuff mm -hmm. in order to survive. Mm -hmm. If you are a minority in a majority society, a lot of times you can't afford to embrace that minority. You you got to blend and, and get in where you fit in and just, you know, okay, so you do that because that's okay. So you do that, okay. Mm -hmm. And so you, you take it all on to where the only difference is the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. So for me, if that is the only difference, it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Because this person may have a tan. This person may have red hair. This person may have blonde hair. As I said, this person may have on red shoes. To me, they're equally relevant or equally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You seem lost. No, I'm listening. I'm okay. thinking. Um, so being black to me is, is, what was the question, is never really less important. Mm -hmm. It just it, it, it just is. I, I don't know any other way to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and this is a question that I haven't asked specifically. Sometimes it comes out, it has come out, um, but because you're my mom. Um, so coming from mom and then also, you know, black woman that I know, um, what advice or what words do you have regarding American race relations, regarding Black History Month in 2021, <laughs> um, regarding blackness? Uh, what words do you have for anybody who's not black or brown um, listening or watching the show because we have quite a few listeners shout out to you hey. um, that really enjoy the show and then there's also people who are s hesitant to engage with black stuff okay stay with me again I'm a child of the 60s saw a lot of things heard a lot of things I was extremely fortunate to have gone to a high school that on any given day was 50-50, black-white. So I can't say I don't see color because of course you see color. And for people to say that, let it go. Let that phrase go. But you should not see color again any more than you see, you should not see skin color any more than you see hair color, eye color. Uh, clothing. Um, so if you were not fortunate to be raised at a time or in a place where you constantly and consistently saw people who didn't look like you, think about that. Just, you know, I'm like literally think about that. Because now it's very rare that you can go somewhere where you don't see people who don't look like you. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it is so incredibly rare when we first came to Arizona, remember, and we went to Kingman mm -hmm. and we'd be in Wally World or wherever. Mm -hmm. And there was not mm -mm. almost no color, mm -hmm. like like literally mm -hmm. there was some really pasty, like mm -hmm. how do you live in Arizona? And be, But anyhow, I digress. And so that made me feel odd but not less important mm -hmm. or less relevant. 
it's just, okay, so we're here and they don't see a lot of people like me. All right, fine. This is what they're going to have to come to grips with. And what did you say to me once after I had got into a conversation with these Trump supporters in line? I don't know. What did I say? Okay. You said something to the effect of, I never knew you could be so chatty with people who are not like you. Basically, that's what you said. That's not how you phrased it, but yeah, basically that's, that what, I, that's what Well, I like all these Trump supporters, <laughs> you know, cause, because they kept engaging me in conversation, remember? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you were off in another world, but... Mm. And so the, my point in that is, if you did not grow up, live, work, or be around people who don't look like you, who did not have your same upbringing, first of all, think about, think about it. Before you speak, think about it. Mm-hmm. And if you have a relevant question, concern, wonder, then ask. Mm-hmm. Just ask the question, you know, it's rather, it's better to ask and you may get engaged in a conversation that will show you that while you don't look like me, we have similar views Mm -hmm. on, on various topics. Mm -hmm. So, you know, consider also that the person who maybe you all of a sudden find yourself working with brings in a meal that you've never heard of, never seen, but smells really good. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. Ask about it. I think most people would not find that offensive. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, but think about your questions and how you phrase them based on the thought that, okay, I didn't grow up with you, so I can't say your meal looks like something that would be served in a trailer park. Okay. Which may be considered by some offensive. Right. But if you grew up in a trailer park, it wouldn't be offensive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's you, so you asked what, what advice or what phrase would I give to people? Yeah. Just what words don't, what words just be honest and question it, you know, question things that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not from a, not from a, perspective of um like you're coming at them like whatever it is is wrong mm-hmm. it's just something you haven't experienced mm-hmm. so it doesn't make it wrong or right mm-hmm. you just haven't experienced it yeah like when people say well how come all of you are out here protesting because this man died at the police custody instead of you know, something more positive and not as much um, putting the blame on people for protesting. Because so this is asking an actual question. Exactly. Like, why are you all here protesting right. the fact that this man died? Right. Mm-hmm. So ask questions. Ask actual questions. Ask genuine Questions, not rhetorical questions, not leading questions, not condescending questions. So something that has been verbalized um, as of late, especially with black folks, is that like we're tired of answering your questions. (laughs) So there's some legitimacy to that. Mm -hmm. If if you can Google it, then maybe don't ask your black friends these questions. But, um, you know, I was just speaking with somebody this week 
who was saying, well, it might be that you or I or whoever is being reached out to online, um, we are their their safe space. Like for whatever mm -hmm. reason, these people trust us and mm -hmm. trust our opinions and trust having conversations with mm -hmm. us. So um, like how does somebody find kind of a middle ground there without, yeah, without stepping on toes? Okay, that's a perfect example. <laughs> Let's say for example, your non-black friend um, admires cornrows, mm -hmm. braids. And so they Google, how do you braid hair? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so they're still, they still aren't satisfied or they, they so admire it or they're thinking about going to the islands and they want to know, is this going to ruin my hair? Mm -hmm. Or one of the litany of questions that they may have. Then they come to you, lead it off with, so I'm thinking about going to the islands and I want to get my hair braided. Mm -hmm. Now I Googled how that works, but okay. So give me the real down low on it. How, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. what I'm saying is so show that you have some knowledge, some general interest, mm -hmm. but you want more details from someone who knows mm -hmm. or should know or may know. Mm -hmm. Do a little bit of work and then ask. Exactly. Exactly. Question. Right. But still, it might come off still however it might come off, but put in a little bit of effort. Yeah. Which isn't any different than if you're in somebody else's country and you're expected to at least be able to say hello, thank you, and goodbye, and like, where's the bathroom exactly. in their language. And how much. And how much. <laughs> and so people in other countries who speak other languages will at least respect that you have made an effort. Exactly. Even if it's a butchered effort, you've made an exactly. effort, put in a little bit of work on your part. Right. And then willing to give more. Right. Now, granted, some things are going to come up just like out of the blue that you see. And you're like, why do they do that? <laughs> and so instead of assuming, okay, may and maybe I'm wrong here. Instead of assuming that your black friend knows everything about blackness right. that happens in the world, mm -hmm. why not say, as you would of, of anybody else, about anybody else, do you understand why they do that? Because mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. You know? Like a guy with a jackhammer that rested on his belly. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you, and I've always wondered... Well, if they're jackhammering on their belly, shouldn't their belly be flatter? I mean, that's a really simple, silly mm -hmm. um, <laughs> example. But I wouldn't go to a construction guy and say, why isn't his belly small if he's jackhammering all day? Uh-huh. Even though that would be what I would wonder. Right. So just don't assume that your one black friend or your one black coworker knows all of the blackness in the world mm -hmm. because we all of us don't know everything right. about everything in the world right <laughs> final official question <clears throat> is on critical thinking and um how and why uh, in your experience um it i don't want to say relevant but that's, I mean, that's what the series is touching on, um, you know, how, how we can use it, why we need it, uh, why it's important, any differences you see with years ago or <sighs> where we are now. I have 
to say that I never even heard the term critical thinking mm. until you went to college. Mm. And then when I explored it, I thought, well, basically this is common sense. Mm. And this is just, again, finding out, researching mm -hmm. what, what we... It's hard for me to discuss critical thinking because it seems like common sense. It seems like you sort of deduce things. Okay, there's a flame on the stove. Flames are hot. If I touch the flame, I probably will get burnt. But I'm going to touch that flame. There's a breakdown in critical thinking there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, in my brain, there's a breakdown in common sense. Mm -hmm. Because you, you went through the steps, mm -hmm. and yet you still touch the flame. Mm -hmm. Is that not what people do all the or don't do? Mm -hmm. Like they don't consider the consequences of their actions or their speech. Mm -hmm. It's just, I got to get this out of my head. Mm -hmm. So even though it's difficult to consider, um, because we want people to have better thinking and reasoning skills, um, with the understanding that people don't, mm -hmm. um, what do you suggest? How do you suggest we move forward? So, I, okay, well, let me ask you something as my child, mm -hmm. because this kind of goes back to my, the way I look at critical thinking. Did you struggle in college when you took your critical thinking classes? Um, no, but I struggled in other places. But did you struggle with critical thinking skills? No. Okay. So what I think first and foremost, any of you out there who are thinking about having babies, children, you are the first teacher of critical thinking skills. Am I right? Mm -hmm. You are the one who explains to your child why they can't touch the hot stove. Mm -hmm. Right? You are the one who explains to them why they have to get up and get dressed and go to school. Mm -hmm. You are the one who explains why they can't just go and have the keys to the car and drive because they don't know how to drive. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, so parents, talk to your children mm -hmm. critically thinking <laughs> so that they understand so that they question their own actions before they do them mm -hmm. number one number b adults play the movie out to the end when you think you want to do something <laughs> or say something <laughs> play it out mm -hmm. before it comes out of your mouth or before you get up to do it mm -hmm. just play it out like okay so I really want to go and slap that woman because she's being stupid. Okay, but what's going to happen? This is critical thinking, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. so I really, if that light changes, I'm going to run it because I'm running late. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Play the movie out. Mm -hmm. That's all I got on it. I'm sorry, that, that is a subject that I just, I just, I don't even know why people spend money to teach it in, in school. <laughs> It's just common sense one on one. It needs to be renamed. Freshman year required. Sorry. And this is why it is required. I mean, you have some options, but it's there. Um, okay, then. So, since we're not doing existential dilemmas, oh, please. 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 
I exist. I'm here. Uh, do you have any any other words for the world while you have this space? You know, times are hard right now. Yes, they are. But are they really? Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay. and, and well, and I say that to say, I say that to say, perfect example. Um, we were in the store the other day and the lady complained that the sun wasn't out yet. Mm -hmm. It actually was a lovely day, but, and it was, I don't know, maybe noon-ish and the sun had not fully gotten in its glory. Mm -hmm. And she was complaining about it. And so I had to point out to her that, you know, on that particular day, people in Texas didn't have water or electricity. And it was cold. Mm -hmm. No, it was freezing. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I guess what my when I say times are hard, yes, they are. But how hard are your times compared to someone else when you choose to berate how hard your how difficult your life is take a moment to compare it to somebody who doesn't have half of what you have mm -hmm. and yet they move on mm -hmm. and and you know it 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 as someone who is living an extremely simple life right now but not I got mm -hmm. a cell phone. <laughs> I can call anybody in the world, mm -hmm. you know, and have a conversation. I have a laptop and I have internet connection. Mm -hmm. So I can go anywhere in the world via my computer. Mm -hmm. um, so how hard are my times right now mm -hmm. in comparison to maybe somebody who's living on the reservation who doesn't have running water? Well, we don't have running water, but right. we can go get it right. cheap. Uh, but who doesn't have an internet connection? Who doesn't who who doesn't have the opportunity to see the rest of the world? Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the biggest problems with Americans is that we don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. We, for the most part, have a six-block radius. Mm -hmm. That's as far as we go. People don't leave their community. They don't leave their city. They don't leave their state. And Heaven forbid if they consider leaving the country. It's just like, well, why? Mm. Why would you, why do you want to go to, why? So, you know, just open your mind. What is it that in Vogue said, free your mind? Free your mind and, and the, the rest, rest will, will follow. follow. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, pff, there it is. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get out and do something. Mm -hmm. As I always say, quit your bitch and go, go give blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, with the thinking about others who don't have half. Literally, they might not have half the blood that you have. So Literally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got. Um, again, you can catch her podcast, Jack Quill Bunny, on Podbean. Podbean. I'll uh, put the, uh, the link to that below the video. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to see more or follow along with the progress of Tumbling Thorn... I'll uh, be sure to put that in as well. Um, if you'd like to come stay off the grid uh, on purpose for a short amount of time to enjoy everything that is, uh, well, some things that are in the Mojave Desert, we can offer that for you. We got cows. <laughs> we got cows. We got cows. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should make like a, a board, like a bingo sheet. 
so it'd be the Jack Quail Bunny. Anyhow, Jack Quail Bunnies, bingo. Uh huh. Okay. Cows. Cows. Snakes. Snakes. Uh, those ground squirrels. Mm -hmm. Tarantulas. Not tarantulas. The other ones. Scorpions. I'm sorry. Okay, whatever. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, thank you, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me into the world and participating in some of the things that I do. Of course, because that's what moms do. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>